Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor bloods were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we take divisive, beloved, hated, garbage, beautiful films and we give them a second chance, see how they hold up today, if we still agree with our feelings from the first time seeing them. We are talking about the one and only Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. Oh my. This is... um... So this wasn't my second chance to watch this. This was my absolute first chance. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I see. I This kind of was my first chance. Um, okay, okay. So like backstory real quick. Um, I used to be in love with the Olsen twins, um, you know, straight to VHS movies um, I just want to pause right there. I don't know how these are going to connect. They will in a second. You'll find out. You will find out. So I don't know if you're aware, Joe. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you are, but I'm aware of the Olsen twins and their VHS tapes. Okay. So, but when they got yeah. a little older, they started to do these like travel movies. Like they like go to Australia, they go somewhere else, they go to like four different like places in passport to paris uh-huh uh-huh wait no no it wouldn't have been passport to paris it would have been when they were in london and i don't remember the name of that movie but they go to london for some sort of like math competition or some shit i don't know they're in london i can't remember the london movie's name they all their names were really it strange too it takes two. No, that's the Christie Alley movie. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, um, I know. Steve Gutenberg. Movie. Uh, I cannot. I, I see the poster in my New York mind. Minute. N- no. <laughs> Although that's a, okay. That's a movie we should watch for this podcast because that is a fucking time. Um, Lund- I cannot remember. Are you looking it up? Are you looking? This is up? a great story you're telling. <laughs> I'm looking at all their movies. Yeah, what's I sure the, am. What's Full the House? Are you talking one? about Full House? No. Okay, the London. Oh, they're... the case of the volcano mystery. Stop it! No, they're they're teens. And they're holding on to a London pole. Like, yeah, we're in London. That's the poster. Um, and okay. They're, they're wearing like it might be passport to Paris. Is no because no, no they're, they're, they're pretty young. No. When in Rome? No, they're in London. Oh, I'll figure it out. It's it doesn't look like any of these things. Oh my god. License to drive? No. <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley in action? <laughs> Getting there. No, that's where so they go to time. the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> Holiday in the sun. No, that's when they're in like I'm just letting you know this. Win it. I, I, found it, is, I found I it, I found it, I found it, I found it, I found it. are sealed? I found it, and the poster is exactly how I remember it. Oh my god. Version no board Dan? Stop, I figured it out. It's called Winning London, because they go there, like I said, for some sort of, like, math competition, or, like, uh-huh. uh, whatever. Anyway, so they're, like, touring London, and they just happen to go to the Globe Theater, and one of the twins is like with this like guy that she's kind of like flirty with and she like gets on the theater at the globe theater and he's like did you know that women weren't allowed on stage back in the day and she goes well obviously you haven't seen Shakespeare in love and so (laughs) how old is she when she made that movie I don't know like 15 14? Why did she watch that? Why did she watch that movie? She at that shouldn't age? have watched that movie at that age. But anyway, so that's where I first understood that Shakespeare in Love was in the zeitgeist. 
of the time okay and ever since then um i was like in intrigued by shakespeare in love because it had the olsen twin stamp of approval okay so then um like fast forward to like maybe like 10 years later i'm i am guessing i'm like in film school probably and i'm like oh yeah shakespeare in love i i've heard that's great from the Olsen twins and it's a Academy Award winning movie. Let's give this a go. I put it on and I am bored out of my mind. And I, I didn't, I don't think I finished it. I either fell asleep or just straight up turned it off. Um, so technically this, this is like my first half viewing like second change second ish viewing first time watching the full movie this is my give it a chance at all <laughs> it's been 20 years since that movie released and i i think just because like there's a lot of controversy over this oscar win uh because the you know everyone's like favored twin was saving private ryan it's an epic war movie really great uh as i assume most people know because a lot of people have seen that and thought it should be the winner of best picture and um from what we've heard uh years throughout the years is that uh scumbag producer harvey weinstein just pushed so heavily for that movie to win like i don't know bribes or just threatening um even like just bad mouthing Saving Private Ryan, saying like it's only good in the first fifteen minutes. Uh, well, you know what? No, all of Saving Private Ryan is good. That so. always made me not ever want to go see Shakespeare in Love. I also mm. not a huge fan of period pieces, uh, so that kind of made me skeptical about it. But I did a lot of high school theater and learned a lot of Shakespeare, so I probably could have watched it for that reason. But I was just turned off by the whole idea of it yeah yeah Weinstein definitely has a really dark background with this story so I don't think that that affected my viewing this time but just knowing it it was like this is gross um there's a documentary on Hulu if you have access to Hulu that's called Untouchable and it's about um not only Weinstein's crimes but how he rose to the level of power to get away with it and in it they talk about how he pretty much changed the game on how you campaign for for movies to win awards and and this is a case right here um so if you want to learn more about that it, it's gross and disgusting but it is a part of cinema history unfortunately and because of that scumbag now shakespeare in love is a best picture winning movie. Um, you know what? It's sad it's not a best picture winner. Saving Private Ryan. How the West was fun. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, it's oh, a Mary Kate Nashley Olsen. It's Olsen twin movie. I remember they I remember that one. I remember that one. I do oh, God. There's a Texan, uh anything with a cowboy or cowgirl in it. I'm down. I think they had to go to their like grandma's ranch, or I'm confusing that with the. <sighs> this is not the Mary Kate and Ashley <laughs> podcast, but when Jessica and I decided to start our Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen marathon, yeah. Oh my god, that'll be a separate podcast. Spinoff series. We don't yeah. need. We don't need to give them a second chance. It's like a pleasure. It's like our honor. Recap to watch them again. <laughs> If we could find them all, I'm sure they're only on VHS. No, they are on Apple TV now, but you have to pay to rent them. Boo. Yeah. This yeah, episode they... has gotten super sidetracked. So I... sidetracked. <laughs> We're going to have to edit a lot of this. <laughs> We're not, because I would rather talk about Olsen Twins movies than Shakespeare in Love. Anyway, Truly. Shakespeare in Love. Uh, apparently mentioned in one Olsen movie and it is sidetracked all of it. Jessica's mind couldn't get off of that. Uh, all right. So for those of you who do not know uh, or have not seen Shakespeare in Love, um, 
uh, spoiler warning, we're going to be talking about this movie. Uh, maybe in depth, um, but we're definitely going to give away big plot points. Um, but the movie is over 20 years old, so if you haven't seen it, you know, tough. And we're honestly, um, our recap of it, I promise you, is going to be way more exciting than the movie itself. So if you haven't seen it, just listen to us. The summary of this movie, the world's greatest ever playwright, William Shakespeare, is a young, out of ideas and short of cash, but meets his ideal woman and is inspired to write one of his most famous plays. Oh, beautiful. Was that a good one? How would you describe this movie? Um, I would summarize this movie uh, actually not through um Shakespeare's perspective I would say a a rich bored woman who loves the theater decides hey I want to try this acting thing out even though women can't so I'm gonna just get into male drag and give it a go and while that happens she just so happens to fall in love with William Shakespeare um yeah that's the that's the other half of the movie is you know one half is Shakespeare trying to figure out you know writing a play um and then there's a woman that wants to be an actor and they don't allow women on stage and so the two paths collide um every time I describe this movie I just refer to it as that movie that somehow won best picture over Saving Private Ryan um and if I was to retitle this movie after watching this, I would call it Shakespeare and Lust. Uh, I don't feel yeah. any love in this movie. There's like no romance. It's just like they meet each other and like we need to bang right now. Yeah. And there's no like, there's no like you know, you know, falling in love with each other or like flirting. It's just quick out of the gates. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. This was nominated for thirteen Oscars, and it won seven, which. I don't think it's still the record, uh, but it is. it was an extreme record for that time in 1999. It's a lot. Um, it was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which for Jeffrey Rush, which after watching that movie, I, I don't think I would have ever nominated him. No. Um, not to say Jeffrey was not good. He's, he's great. But I don't think there's any substance to this role. No. It's incredibly minor. And I feel like there's other supporting characters in this movie. Or everyone's pretty minor except the main two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nominated for Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Makeup. Um, but the ones that did win were Best Picture, which is insane. Um, Best Actress, Gwyneth Paltrow. Best Supporting Actress, Judy Dinch. Best Writing, Best Original Screenplay. Uh, best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Music. Uh, I will say it is impressive seeing everyone in, not, not the music, um, whatever. It's just whatever. Um, but the like art direction, the set of like the Globe or the Rose Theater, um, and the costume design, it's impressive. Because um, I think they would have gone against... Private Ryan, I would have given art direction to Private Ryan because I think just like making it look like 1940s Europe is and destroyed Europe mm-hmm. is way more impressive. Uh, best costumes, I probably would have given it to Shakespeare in Love just because I think it's Private Ryan's all just uniforms, whereas this is like lots of different varieties of clothes for like rich people, poor people in that time. It's just kind of wild just to see it all. I actually find the costumes to be incredibly basic. Uh, oh, I period. don't disagree with that. They're basic. <laughs> but I mean, if we're giving it to that versus army uniforms, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I get, like, I, I just see, I've just seen a lot better costumes for period pieces. So for me, <laughs> eh. I think they just saw like the queen's outfit and they were like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Also, it was probably Harvey like, you better vote for my movie. 
Yep. <laughs> Did you see that queen's costume though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was great. <laughs> yeah, but you only accused it for like three minutes of the movie. Shut up. <laughs> Jessica. Mm-hmm. Do you have any reviews for this movie? I'm so glad you asked because, of course, I have reviews for this movie. So, because critics be wildin', um, there was a lot, a lot of love from critics. What did they say? Okay, what did I'll, they say? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Because What were people thinking 20 years ago? Okay, so Anthony Quinn from The Independent UK said... It almost defies you not to have fun. I <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that at all. I didn't have fun at all. David Hunter from Hollywood Reporter said, in a little more than two hours, director John Madden, screenwriters Mark Norman and Tom Stoppard, and a terrific cast and crew accomplish the miraculous. What was the miraculous? What well, what was it? I didn't people talking and doing stuff. I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. James Christopher from Times UK wrote, there is plenty to be thrilled about. Like what? Like when the credits roll? Like <laughs> like when it's over? Like what is there to be th thrilled about? I don't oh. They love it. They fucking love it. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand like the, uh, like the absurd love for it. The absurd like, love for it. Yeah. Not even like, I really liked this, but you know, here was a flaw or two. It's just like, this is movie. Like this is cinema. Cinema. And it's not. Um <laughs> Peter Brunette from film.com wrote, occasionally profound and frequently hilarious. I didn't laugh once in this movie, so, okay. I might have laughed, but I don't, not enough where I needed to take a note on what particular thing made me laugh. No, I don't think I laughed once. I did come away with it thinking, why was this considered a comedy? Yeah. It was like one of the, like, it was like the first comedy to be awarded Best Picture since Annie Hall. And I thought, Annie Hall's a comedy for sure. This is not. No. And I mean, we could have a whole fucking episode on how awards view comedies. But this, I didn't walk away thinking like, yeah, that was a good comedy for the 90s. Like, What a knee slapper. What a <laughs> knee slapper. Not my sense of humor, but I see what they were doing. No, I, it, no, no. Um, so even though the critics overwhelmingly just had so much passion for this movie, we still have a few negative reviews. Not everyone loved it. Okay. what? So, is, I want to hear from the three people that didn't like the movie back in the day. I actually have four people that didn't like the movie back in you the day. You found four people that badmouthed that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, brave. And are they still working brave. in Hollywood or did Weinstein fire them? <laughs> He murdered them. He straight up murdered them. What um, an accusation. <laughs> allegedly. You heard it here on... Allegedly. Okay, good. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> okay, Amy Taubin from The Village Voice wrote, At first, the breakneck pace is entertaining. All these people knocking themselves out for our pleasure. But it soon becomes evident just how inane a film this is so i didn't uh Harsh. feel a breakneck pace but okay girl <laughs> um but yeah no okay paul tatera from cnn wrote i just wish that the script wasn't so insistent on showing off shakespeare even when he kowtowed to the peasants knew when to quit Ooh, shots fired at <laughs> <laughs> the best original screenplay <laughs> Martin Scribbs from Low IQ Canadian wrote, A nothing movie, Gossamer Thin, the slightest breeze will blow it from our collective memories. And guess what? Martin was right. Yeah. 
Martin, Martin was right. Martin seemed like the only one who had sense back in the 90s. <laughs> I don't think we're going to remember this movie in 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> we're not. We're not. <laughs> There's better things out there than this. Have you guys seen that war movie that's out? <laughs> uh, this is my favorite negative review, and it was actually written in 2000, so just a couple of years after the movie came out. <laughs> okay. This is my favorite. Someone waited... Waited till after it got its award. Okay. Okay. It'd be like, all right, I guess I'll check it out. I did watch Winning London and they do reference it. So I guess I have to see it. Um, Joe Blow from Joe Blow's Movie Network wrote. <laughs> I love that place. <laughs> the it's best. The best. It's, a, it, it's the best. He wrote, don't let the hype fool you because this puppy pees just like the rest of them. Hell yeah. I don't know if that's a a good compliment or an insult to the movie, but I loved just that alliteration. I think it was like, you know what? This is just what everything else is. Nothing special. All yeah. Your dog pees, my dog pees. I don't your dog ain't special. That's how I interpret it. Just a puppy pee in the wind. (laughs) Um, that's my new favorite catchphrase. So thank you, Joe Blow. Love you. So, Joe, now that we've heard from other people's opinions of this movie, I think it's time to get into our own uh, with our second chance of, well, first-ish, kind of, for you. It was my first time watching this movie. Your first time. It was my second attempt, so I guess second chance-ish of this movie. Um, you know, I've been really negative uh, about this movie because, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Shocker. <laughs> um, but I will, to, to change up the pace just a little bit, um, I, will, I will say some things that I did like. Okay. Just to, just to balance it out. Um, okay. You're That's gonna, good. You're going to be a little surprised by this, possibly. Um, I know what she's going to talk about. I'm reading her mind now. Mm. One thing I did like about this movie was Ben Affleck. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. He, yeah, it, it finally happened. <laughs> I appreciated him in a movie. I'm telling um, you, he's, he kills it when he's in the supporting roles. When he's a small, take him in small doses, he's fucking great. He seemed like, to me, the only one that was actually like having fun. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like, I honestly, like, his, him and Judy Dench, those are the only two performances I like in this whole movie. Like, because they both seem to just, like, be having a go at it and, like, having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck, especially because he's playing such, like, an over-the-top kind of uh, diva actor of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he just is exciting and and silly i guess that's where all the hilarity comes in um but yeah i did actually really like ben affleck in this movie um i think that this role was was good for him uh i think though if anyone else had played it it would have just been like a background character that like falls to the wayside i think the energy he brought to it was just really fun something that i did not like in this movie and that is this movie tells and doesn't show a lot, which is like the biggest no-no in filmmaking. Uh-huh. You sh- it's a visual medium. You show, don't tell. This movie opposite tells, don't show. We hear a lot of things happening through character conversations. Um, there's a lot a, of exposition. A lot of exposition. At one point, a character dies in a bar fight but we don't see that. We hear about it from the other yeah. characters talking about it. And so it's like that it doesn't feel like a big deal. And I'm still like, wait, who died? I don't, re- which character died? I don't know. Marlo. I, I didn't see it though. So I don't. But I was paying attention though. <laughs> I like, I was paying attention too, but like, I, I, they, it was like a cast full of a lot of white men that look the same. So I'm like, I don't. If I don't see who so, it is that died, I don't know. That's also 
that's also a good moment and it's really unfortunate they don't show us that i have a show don't tell that really irritated me um when the there's one guy that's like there's a woman on stage like shame and then he even like oh approve it and he lifts up uh, the male actor who's the, wearing the woman's outfit or being a woman or he's playing he's playing the viola juliet part right yeah yeah males playing juliet yeah they lift up his skirt show us that dick because <laughs> like that would be hilarious if he's like this is a woman and then he just lifts it up wide shot of like like cover that guy's face it's just like very much a dick there and he's like oh that is not a woman like i wanted to they just they show it like off screen or out of frame and i'm just like guys come on mm-hmm. you have like gwyneth tapas this entire time showing her nipples shows guys dick yeah equality i have a little 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 rant uh that contains something i like and that i don't like okay okay so so as we've talked about the one of the one of the plot points is that uh viola gwyneth paltrow's character just wants to act so she goes in male drag uh gets on that stage and she is the part of romeo um she's got a little mustache she, on. it's so awkward oh my god that that male drag is like yeah, uncomfortable to look at in my opinion um so anyway so but they won best makeup so jesus christ (laughs) fuck this movie oh my god okay go on she's wearing the mustache on stage she's wearing the drag she's she's on stage she's doing her doing her actor thing um is this the audition i'm talking about just in general like just in general she's 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 acting um But I so I like the idea because that is something notorious in history that uh, in stage houses women weren't allowed to act on on stages. Um, so I like the idea of of making that into a story, but I do not like the execution of it in this film at all because the stakes were never felt like this was a really this is a big deal. She could go to jail. The whole the the whole playhouse could That's be completely dumb. fucked, um, the, you know. And so when when Will Willie Boy finds out that that she's cross dressing to act, he's not like, well, shit, we gotta hide this. Like, okay, we really gotta fucking hide this because like I could, we all could go down. Like it's just like ha 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 woman being a man. This is so cute. But like really though. It's an incredibly like it could have been a very tense situation of like we we could get caught at any moment and like someone could out us, but because it's like you said Shakespeare and lust they don't give two shits they're banging all the time they're like whatever they start making out. So this is my biggest gripe with this movie about calling it Shakespeare and love. I don't feel like there's any romance in this movie at all because they just they get it off right to the start and yeah i feel like it it happens way too quick and then they bang all the time all the time it's like okay there's there was no like romance to this Mm-mm. um it is fun seeing like moments of like him like talk up to the balcony i'm like oh yeah there's that cliche from yeah. his play um but like i'm fine with it i'm just kind of like oh cool that's i get that neat um but like I feel like those moments would have been better had I like built up in their relationship yeah. rather than just I'm horny for her. I need to talk to her. Who is this woman? Yes. And to like if their love was felt, then there would have been I think uh even more powerful moments where she's pretending to be a man. Like I love you so much that like I'm going to protect you. And we're no one's ever gonna find out about this. Like we're I we're making a big risk, but I want you to act because I know you love to. So we're gonna we're gonna take care of this. No, that doesn't happen. It's just like, hey, let's bang. Um, I think I, we feel more of like their romance connection, or at least the the intensity when they're performing on stage of like 
Um, I feel like when she's Juliet and Willie Boy is Romeo, I think them on stage, like wanting to be with each other whilst being good performers is a fun interaction. But like, I haven't invested any of it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I don't really care as much now, but I feel like it would have made that moment even more intense. Yeah. Um, so my second part to my to my rant, the part I liked, the idea of a woman on stage wasn't yeah. well. Um, what I really, really don't like was the way in which she was outed um, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so like we were saying, they were banging all the time, making out, didn't give a all shit. All the time. All the time. Um, eat, like while other people are on stage, they're backstage. Like she's still in male drag. They're going at it. Um, at one point, uh, I that, think that's also super irresponsible. While they're practicing this play, they're down below the floorboards and just yeah. making out heavily while she's in full like mustache. Yeah, you can <laughs> guys, get caught. Like, what do you like, calm, calm down? You guys can wait like till after play rehearsals are over. Right. So on that note, uh, at some point, I think it might have been after the rehearsal was over. I don't remember. They go into uh, like a costume room or something. They go into a room and they proceed to bang. What a shock. But she's in her male face and they're starting to go at it. And then we cut to a little boy looking in the window, seeing this happen. And he, he goes and he tells people like, oh my God, I just saw this. So when that happened, my first thoughts were, they're going to think Shakespeare is gay. And because it's a crime there, everyone's going to lose their shit. And she- I thought the same thing was yeah, going to happen. Because she looks like a man. Hello. She's, um, as she's dressed as the man. So that's another thing. There's a few Shakespeare plays where this kind of thing happens where like, they misgenderize people because oh they're dressed or he's dressed as a woman now like and so like i thought that was going to be a fun little like play on that with this mm -hmm. like i saw shakespeare having sex with that man right i thought that's what they were going to go with it and then he was going to be fucking in trouble and people would be pissed at him because of homophobia and yeah. religion and then gwen would have to out herself and be like no 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 he wasn't having gay sex he was having sex with me and then rips her stupid little mustache off and is like i'm a woman guys like that I could have been a fun reveal that could have been a much better reveal but instead somehow the kid seeing them bang he automatically knew that's viola and goes and tells someone and then that person tells colin firth who is set to marry her and then he's pissed and tells the cops like hey there's a woman on stage like shut this shit down and it's like wait a minute why did how did we that doesn't what a roundabout way of outing her like like i would have rather had her um her outing be her power like her choice rather than just some curmudgeon man being like you are a whore and again i don't get like why this roundabout way of like I, like, I think it's just history, just hating women. Well, um, yeah, of course. It's so unfortunate that, like, above any and all things, if a woman is doing it, it's going to be bad, and yeah. which is so dumb. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I think there could have been a much more interesting way for her to take agency and reveal herself. To me, that would have been more compelling than just, like, cops busting in and being like okay well we're shutting your theater down because there was a woman um so yeah i just didn't i didn't care for that they already shouldn't be performing they already shouldn't be performing because there's a fucking plague happening yeah and they shouldn't be around each other anyway right um, yeah so historical accuracy the of, they would have been closed down while we're on the topic of that scene and the fact that there's a plague there's that that kid that's the spying is like petting fucking rats the entire time <laughs> and which is gross but second of all 
the fact that he's the rat is so on the nose and i was like oh jesus christ of course the kid petting the rat is the fucking snitch so one thing that's on my dislike list is that i do not like that in the third act they're basically just giving us a cliff notes version of romeo and juliet like they really do like i get it i read it in high school y'all i know what happens like and it goes on for like way too long i think that like we didn't need to hit like every major point in romeo and juliet give us a couple scenes give us affleck dying give us like the ending and that's it it went on for too long i think it's more interesting throughout the movie just seeing like how he's inspired by their story because like him trying to yell catch her through the window is similar to the like balcony scene in the play so like i don't need to see that in the play you've shown it like we all should have read it in high school right and should know it like i feel like there's very few people going into this movie not familiar with romeo and juliet the play right i do like that uh in this universe the reason why he wrote that like romeo and juliet will kill themselves is because um uh, viola is already promised to be married and so they won't end up together oh and sidebar apparently william is married this whole time too oh yeah that's yeah yeah that's another tell don't show I mean, moment. <laughs> they like one time someone's like, "Hey, how's your wife doing?" and Viola's like, "What? What?" And then he's so like, shocking. "Yeah, yeah, I'm married, but like I don't even like her that much." Like, like yeah, she lives in somewhere else, and uh, like, okay, she, dude, like again, just told us have her show up, have her be like, "Hey, honey, how's the play and- going?" On top of that, he was trying to woo someone else before. He goes to a therapist, and he that therapist gives him like a snake bracelet. Write your name and put it in the bracelet, and give it to the one you love. And the one he loves, who is I think the play was initially uh, written about, she's fucking some dude, and she was also married, but fucking a lot of people. It's very convoluted at that point. There's too many yeah. things happening. Um, we only need him being in love with Viola. Yeah. And they didn't really fall in love. They were just like boning for each other. Banging, banging. Uh, I did think it was funny that um, while they're having sex, they're just casually talking about the play. They A lot. Yeah. They're like, literally like, hey, how about, what, what do you think of, what do you think of this line? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and then maybe we can follow it up with that. Like they literally, it's what's, like a cycle. What? They bang and then they are writing it while they bang and then we see them rehearse what they wrote while they bang and then they bang and then they write stuff and then we rehearse what they talked about when they banged it's like so the movie is rated r for sexuality and it's definitely just because they bang constantly (laughs) um and which really we could edit to a point where they're not banging constantly or just imply that they're banging or they can snuggle or kiss or what have you um to to be the romance i don't know the, yeah. the band is just like you know especially in control. 20 in 2021 it's just it's just casual now guys just you know have yeah. your fun when they're not kissing while they're rehearsing and she's like having to kiss the romeo character or she's kissing the juliet character because she's practicing thomas is thomas is going to be romeo um it looks like Will's just so jealous of the, the kissing. It's like, dude, you need to calm down. All it looks like is you want to kiss one of your lead actors. I'm like, <laughs> so bad. I know. And it's like, dude, this is your play. You wrote this. Like, it's acting, sir. But yeah, there's yeah. no subtlety. Yeah, you knew that they were going to be kissing, and you cast her in it. So what are you upset about? There's just no subtlety in this movie whatsoever at any point. And, you know, one more thing I'll say about it is that it definitely was too long. We could have taken, like, at least a half hour out of this thing and nothing would have changed. (laughs) Like, just trim it and be done. So, before we wrap things up, 
I made a little game, a little quiz game for Joe. Um, I love quizzes. That's great. Great. Two things you like. This is great. Jumping Um, in my seat. I wrote this as a way to spice things up because I find this movie and talking about this movie to be incredibly boring. So I thought, why not make a game out of it and just have some fun? So, Joe, are you ready? Sure. Are these quiz questions based off the movie we watched or facts about the movie or just facts about Shakespeare? Um, facts about the movie and then facts about what happens in the movie. Shakespeare's oh, not really like in it. Sorry. Damn, Sorry. that was Sorry, like the Willy one boy. That was the one third of the questions I probably would have aced on. Uh, Is the Willy Boy? On Willy Boy questions, yeah. Okay, well, sorry, there really aren't any Willy Boy. I don't care. I'm ready. I love questions. Let's see. Let's see if my short-term memory is working. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start you off with uh two softball questions. Just just to easy into this game, I'm gonna throw you an easy one. Okay. 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 Which cast member of Shakespeare in Love recently sold candles that supposedly smelled like their genitalia for seventy five (laughs) dollars? Which cast member didn't do that? <laughs> as much as I want to say Judy Dench, I'm pretty sure it's Gwyneth Paltrow. It is Gwyneth Paltrow. Congratulations. <laughs> While we were watching the movie, I turned to the wife and said, you know what would have made the, these love scenes a little bit better? The Gwyneth Paltrow candle. Yeah, you would have paid 75 bucks for that ambiance. I just think it turns that movie into like 4D where you can like <laughs> smell what's happening on screen <laughs> and just give that movie the, the extra juice that like, whoa, I did not know I needed this in the movie. Well, maybe that's why it sold out upon launching, which it did. What does that say about us? I don't fucking know, society. Let's get I together. I feel like it's just like a, I, it's like that, like a weird flavor of ice cream. I have to taste it to see like, is it? Does it taste like this? Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. I'm Yikes. curious. Like, if I didn't have to pay $75, I would definitely smell it and see what's up. What's, I am curious. What's the amount you would pay to smell it? Like, five bucks to get that candle. I think at most, $10 for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not... Like, it would be a gag gift. What? Like, you know, or like a silly, like, yeah, I got the, can- I got the be, vagina candle. It would be a gag gift for the entire, like, group of friends... Mm-hmm. Hey, let's all throw in a dollar, get this candle, watch Shakespeare in Love, and let's talk through it. Let's do like a mystery science theater while smelling this candle. I think Gwen missed like a, a major marketing opportunity when trying to sell this candle. I, I just For- came up with the best way to watch this movie. Damn. Uh, uh, next question. Next question. Another softball question for you. Which cast member of Shakespeare in Love obviously loves Dunkin' Donuts? Whoa, that's a fucking weird way to say it. Obviously loves Dunkin' Donuts? Obviously loves Dunkin' Donuts. Which cast member? Which cast? Are you really stumped? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know why I would obviously know that they like Dunkin' Donuts. Which cast member of Shakespeare in Love obviously loves Dunkin' Donuts? I would say probably Affleck. Duh! Yes, of course. It's, yes. Not only does he have stock in it, he's from Boston area where Duncan rules the land and he's constantly being shown carrying Duncan cups and paparazzi photos. Okay, there you go. All I, can, all I thought of when you said that was his brother on SNL has a Dunkin' Donuts sketch. That's another <laughs> connection too. They love Duncan. They, they sure do. Okay, so this is this is where we're gonna lo- get a little harder, get a okay. little more random with it. Uh, multi-Oscar nominated and very iconic actress once said about Gwyneth Paltrow's best actress win. You said Oscar nominated? Multi multi-Oscar nominated. She said, I've never understood how you could honestly compare performances, you know? I remember the year Gwyneth Paltrow won over that incredible actress who was in Central Station. And I thought, what? That doesn't make sense. Was it Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Glenn Close, 
or Helen Mirren? It's got to be Blanchett or Mirren. I don't think it was Blanchett because she was also nominated that year. It's got to be Mirren. You're wrong. It was Glenn Close. Ah, I feel like Glenn Close is such like a nice, chill person. Oh, that's why she's she's so chill that she's like, I don't care. That was fucking weird. Why did this happen? Also, multi-nominated. She's never fucking won an Oscar, and that is a travesty. Glenn, Gwyneth Paltrow has an Oscar, and Glenn Close doesn't. So here's a true or false question, okay? Ooh. True or false? Hot mess of a royal, Prince Andrew, loved Shakespeare and love so much that he begged his mom, Queen Elizabeth II, to change his royal title to Earl of Wessex, as an homage to Colin Firth's character, Lord Wessex. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> and that's probably true, because fuck that guy. It is true. <laughs> he literally loved the movie so much, he wanted his royal fucking title changed. This as... is the same Prince Andrew that's like friends with Epstein? Yep, so he's a mad, mad crazy man. Uh, and yeah, the queen shot it down immediately. She was like, absolutely not. Stop being stupid. Stop hanging out with that Epstein fella, you fucking did, idiot. Did you like, it was your favorite character in this movie? The villain? <laughs> what Fuck a psycho. Off, dude. Prince Andrew Ugh. sucks. I want um, my name to be Rat Boy because he's the one that plays with the rats and like explode. <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Ugh. Okay. Next question. Okay, I'm ready. Gwyneth Paltrow's casting in this movie destroyed one of her friendships with a fellow actress. When Gwen was over at this friend's house, she saw the script, read it, then called her agent and demanded that she be given an audition. Who was this one-time friend? Was it Julia Roberts, Winona Ryder, Meg Ryan, or Demi Moore? It's Winona. Okay, it was Winona. Yeah, they, they were, I didn't know they were friends but okay neither did i it was uh but i had read this story i read that story like months ago before Mm. we even started talking about doing a podcast really like they were they were like besties from what i retained from that story they were like good friends she was over at her apartment saw that script was like i want to be in this and like took it her agent fuck one of paltrow that is like girl that's your best friend you're gonna take money from your best friend mm-mm, mm-mm. that was shitty yeah Named judy dench won best supporting actress for her performance in the film approximately how much screen time did she have in this movie is it a less than 20 minutes b less than oh. 15 minutes is it c less than 10 minutes or d less than five minutes i think technically it's a, B, and C. Technically. <laughs> I don't think it's under five. I think it's like six to eight minutes she's in. It is less than 10 minutes that mm-hmm. she's in this movie. So, okay, last question. In the movie, Colin Firth tells Gwyneth Paltrow that once they are married, they will be moving to Virginia where he has a tobacco harvesting business. Does this place exist? Um does tobacco harvesting happen in virginia i don't think so but you know what since all the other one of your answers have been yes sure this yep he took a yep there's a place he's going it is actually a no because america wasn't colonized until 14 years after the movie takes place he does want to take her to america right he says Virginia specific. He said no. He he actually does specifically say we're gonna go to Virginia because I'm harvesting tobacco out there and we're gonna make a ton of money. But the caveat is, Virginia didn't fucking exist then. So that's how his this movie is historically inaccurate. Is that they didn't even search when America was colonized. So no. It doesn't exist in real life, and it didn't exist in the time of this movie. So, fuck Shakespeare in love. (laughs) And that best screenplay win. Get out of here with that. On that note, Jessica, do you give this movie a second chance? You might be surprised to hear this. 
But I do not think this movie deserves oh. a second chance. Oh my god. I thought I was really going to be surprised for a minute. So yes. no second chance for you. Huh? No second chance. If you haven't seen it, don't even give it a first chance. Uh, it, it, No, it doesn't hold up. It's not one that is going to stay in our, you know, cinema zeitgeist for till the end of time. It's not, it's just boring as hell. It truly is boring as hell and not much going on for it except for Ben Affleck and honestly just go watch Mallrats instead. So no, absolutely not. No second chance, did not deserve it. Just no. So my answer might surprise you. Oh. I say give it a second chance. No. Or mostly a first chance. Uh, for so long, I've been shitting on this movie for, for not even seeing it. Um, it in no way compares to Same Private Ryan. I always think that's far more deserving. Uh, I don't think this stands the test of time. It is a fun little, like, just like one of those like movies I'm just like angry throughout all of it like wow is this better um and as someone who grew up learning and studying a lot of Shakespeare it was neat seeing all the connections in the movie I didn't hate it the first like hour is so fucking boring uh but once they start like getting into like practicing the play and doing it I was on board uh I was fine with it 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 didn't wow me but like i also didn't hate it if you've waited if you've waited 20 years and you haven't seen it no no rush you can keep waiting <laughs> yeah yeah put other movies towards the top of the list there yeah. are so many other things to watch but you know what this i'm writing it as a i'm oh, i'm okay with giving it a second chance because it wasn't as terrible as i thought it was going to be my bar was mm. also so fucking low like <laughs> so low for this movie as always you can find us on instagram and twitter uh at second chance movies you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast obviously you know that because you're listening to it right now and you can also find us on youtube um until then bye bye i guess i don't know how to, i Parting is such oh. sweet sorrow that I don't know how to say goodbye. A plague on both of your houses. Second chance.